Welcome to Mueller Time. This is episode 27. What's happening? What's up, man? How you doing, Eric? It's Sunday night, so I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, we're doing this on Sunday again. Yeah, it's a different vibe on Sunday. Well, yeah, we have a lot of scariness to look forward to starting <laughs> in about eight hours, 12 hours. Did you like that photo I just showed you of our, um, <laughs> our commander-in-chief at the golf course? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, the golfer in chief that uh, doing, doing what he does best. How, how is it that a, a 75, how old is he 71? Maybe. I don't know. What he, year was he born? Uh, he's just this retiree who happened, who's mm-hmm. in, it's just, it, it would be so funny if it wasn't actually happening. No, it's, it's real. Like it's it happened actually happened, but, but it's at the same time hilarious. Yeah. And you know what? The witch hunt is real. Yeah, except yeah. the witch hunt is in the White House. Am I getting ahead of us? Deep ourselves? state is no deep state is coming at you. Uh, no, yeah. So in uh, Mueller news, George Papadopoulos. Oh yeah, is he recanting his story? What the hell's going on with him? Well, first of all, the good news is he pled guilty. He was sentenced to fourteen days and community service. And by the way, uh, the Mueller Time podcast legal advisor mm-hmm. informed me that that is actually a um, a more than standard and fair sentence. Okay. He said for what he did and having no prior record, and he said it's no joke. The guy was convicted of a felony. That's going to affect the rest of his life. I was reading. I wish I can remember who to credit this to on Twitter, but um, I read someone's tweet um, comparing the sentencing of Papadopoulos to um, if Mueller is serving a big seven-course dinner, this is the laying down of the napkin. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, <laughs> who's, who said that? I wish I could remember because that's just genius and brilliant. I, I like that. Yeah. That's uh, that's a very uh, kind of a student. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's a good one. So yeah, no. Yeah, I, I heard him on TV. I know he was kind of being mealy-mouthed about it. But that's what all these guys do. Mm-hmm. Once the conviction comes down, I guess you can go talk. So they go run their mouth about this and that. Well, yeah, but now isn't he trying to take back uh, that he actually spilled the beans? I. It's part of the, uh, they were calling it the George Papadopoulos something tour. Like mm, the, yeah. All the, by the way, after all this is over, all these guys are going to do that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like after Bush, except this is way worse, but they're going to go out, write books. Hey, you know, it wasn't me. Well, look, the move to do is to write the right. books right now. Omarosa is getting rich. You know what? I think, um, given, given that it, and what you just said, it is time to get into, um, <laughs> what, uh, everybody wants to know, which is who wrote the op-ed That was supposed to be scarier than it was. Okay. <laughs> it feels like that vibe, though, doesn't it? Well, uh, they, like, well, the witch hunt is real, as I said earlier. I just love that. Now, Trump is literally on a witch hunt within the White House. Should I keep the storm going? Keep it going. It goes for like two minutes. Well, the, well then the <laughs> no, storm is the... Uh, it's the yeah. oh, that was the next... <laughs> whoops. Did you blow the next bit? Yeah. <laughs> so who wrote, who did write the op-ed? I, I, I'm not going to... I don't know... But I, I read and watched a lot of people's opinions. And um, let's see, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell and MSNBC made a really ga- great case for Dan Coats. Dan Coats, yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard Dan Coats. I heard um, John Kelly. Obviously, everyone on the internet wants it to be Mike Pence. I doubt it. Yeah. You know, um, if you go to the Mueller Time uh, page on Facebook, we had a really nice discussion. A lot of our listeners chimed in and gave their opinion on who they think wrote the op-ed. I think Coates is a great guess. Mm. Uh, Rachel Maddow made a case for Don McGahn. Don McGahn, another excellent and choice. And isn't he out the door right uh, next anyway? Yeah, Don McGahn is a good choice. Uh, I, you know, man, I'm a little tired today, but didn't I thought he already went out the door. 
I don't know. Yeah, I can't yeah. keep track of that list. Yeah, um, that's that's a that's a good choice as well. Uh, there's so many. Yeah, Trump only hires the best people that will stab him in the back. Yeah, yeah, that's just beautiful. I almost feel like though, at that moment when that op-ed came out, it really did sound like you know, like. <laughs> okay, well, now the use of the term "deep state" being thrown around here. Now, this is absolutely changing the meaning of uh, political rhetoric. Right. Because deep state's being thrown around about people that are like career Washingtonians who were there during the Obama administration that are working against Trump. Well, now uh, the person who wrote the New York Times op-ed is being referred to as deep state. Well, no, the person who wrote the op-ed was hired by Donald Trump. And if he wasn't hired by Donald Trump, Putin told him to hire the person. So this is one of Donald Trump's people. You cannot call that person deep state. I posted on my personal Facebook page. I didn't post on the Mueller time page why that person did it. It's very simple. They're just covering their ass. Well, this, yeah. It's they're they're no hero. I kind of find myself agreeing with some of the uh, the Trump uh, the Trump talking heads that will go oh. on Fox, where um, they're calling the person a coward and a well a traitor. I'm not going to call him a traitor, but yeah, you know what? They're not wrong about calling the person the coward because yeah. if they really believe those things. Come out, say who you are, and don't continue working for the Trump administration. M- Mueller is going to stop playing the fence. Mueller's coming for all these guys. And one of those people, whoever wrote that, is on that Mueller list. That doesn't mean, I don't know if they commit any crimes, but they're part of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And that's why they wrote it. They're going to use that thing. If they get dragged into court, hey, look, I'm the guy. I was, that's that's 100% what that thing is about. So you're absolutely right. They are a coward. Yeah. And a deep throat state. Yeah, there were some good there were some good names going around. I can't take credit for that one either, but yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, now when we find out who that is, I'm sure we'll be do a nice yeah. follow up on that. I, when it first broke, I really, really, really wanted it to be Linda McMahon. <laughs> yeah, I forgot she was uh, even to get a swerve heel turn from yeah. the McMahons on Donald Trump would have just been beautiful. So um, the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearings were going on all week. Oh, oh. I got I got a little bit of that. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. That was my bad. (laughs) You're really blowing it with the Kermit bit. Did you hear? uh, Did you hear his voice though? He sounds like. Well, well, yeah, he's a little whiny, little weirdo. No, he really does sound like Kermit. I mean, it was, it was like, it was wild. I was listening to it. It was like. Wow. Okay. I, I, I didn't. I wasn't listening. I didn't hear Kermit, but I will be listening for that. Well, the hearing's done. All right. I guess we're not going to really hear his voice again anytime soon. That full clip, by the way, is Kermit and Cookie Monster trying to find out what's in the mystery box. I'll be, we'll put that up on them. Well, is it more Kermit or more Yoda? That well, it's all Frank Oz. So, yeah. That hearing, remember, remember when I said I was like, don't watch it because it's a waste of time. Oh wait, no, Kermit was Jim Henson. Oh uh, yeah. Oh no. yeah. I, I, Matt, I can't no. let that sit. One of our listeners is going to totally blame me on Facebook. Oh, that's okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I got us off track. No, but did, I don't know if you remember when I said don't watch it. Yeah. So I, I do stand by that those things are a show trial. Okay, yeah. I know I thought about that all week as I didn't really watch it. I watched lots of highlights and uh, like Rachel Maddow did a great job breaking mm-hmm. it down every night and showed you showed us what we needed to see. Uh, exactly. And that's what I was saying. Like the recap is good. Mm-hmm. But I ended up, <laughs> I broke my own rule and I saw more than I wanted to. <laughs> it's, it's even worse. Guys, Brett Kavanaugh, it's even worse than I thought. Mm-hmm. Out of all those people they had, the five on the list, I thought he would actually be the best of the worst. Yeah. His act, no, he needs to go back to acting school. I didn't. I didn't understand who this guy was. Mm-hmm. This guy has been a right wing hitman since the beginning. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it was like a Kaiser Soze. He's been a part of every right-wing operation, all of them. Yeah, he, he was uh, on, who was he working for when Clinton was being investigated oh my, for getting a blowjob in the in the Oval Office? He worked for Ken Starr. He did, didn't he? He worked on the Florida recount when they stole the, the election. I swear to God, dude, pick, you name the thing, he worked on it. Going way back. And wow. David Brock, who's like the head of Media Matters, mm-hmm. and his whole story is he was a right-wing he calls himself he was a right-wing hitman until he kind of saw the light he re- and he became a liberal. He he remembers being in a room with um, uh, Kavanaugh when the Ken Starr thing was starting and Hillary Clinton came on TV. They were all in some party. Mm-hmm. And he said Kavanaugh looked right at the TV and said, bitch. I read that on Twitter I, this I, week. I, I hate to use that word, but that's what he said. Oh, no, you're quoting Kavanaugh. Yeah. According to Dave, David Brock of Media Matters. Yeah, just disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, man. He was just up there lying. So um, I'm sure we all saw uh, Kamala Harris's uh, grilling of him three days in a row uh, when he tried to put, pretend he had never even heard of uh, Trump's lawyer Kasowitz's firm. He, so, he get look Kasowitz what who? Speaking of Yoda, I, I was just about to play that clip. You ah, totally okay. perfect timing. Thank you, Judge. Have Actually, you let me. Just- this is Kamala Harris asking Kavanaugh if he knows anything about the Mueller investigation. Judge, have you ever discussed special counsel Mueller or his investigation with anyone? Listen well, to, it's, uh, in the news. First of all, by the way, that tapping is not us. That was, that was someone on the clip. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that pause? Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, shit. How you, do I answer this? That's I could what's have, going through his head. You could have driven a freight train through yeah. that. News every day. I, have you discussed it with anyone? Another one. I, mm-hmm. It's it's it's. Is there any easier question than have you discussed the Robert Mueller investigation? He is scared shitless of Kamala Harris. It's it's a beautiful uh, thing with other judges. I know. Uh, have you discussed Mueller or his investigation with anyone at Kasowitz, Benson, and Torres, the law firm founded by Mark Kasowitz, President Trump's personal lawyer? Uh, she's so awesome. I. <laughs> uh, be sure about your answer, sir. He's just cat, this. Cat, cat, who? who, who what, yeah. What firm, who? He's just this mealy mouth douchebag. Pre- president. Who? That was amazing. Well, what's a lawyer? Right. That was. Look, I, I said these things are a waste of time, but that was not something that anyone knew was going to happen. All right. Well, uh, what we learned after the fact was Kamala Harris knew that one of Kavanaugh's closest friends works at that law firm. Right. Yes. And the implication overall is that an agreement was made that Kavanaugh will rule favorably for Donald Trump if Donald Trump ever has to uh, have his fate decided by the Supreme Court. Oh, well. that's what that was the line of attack that Kamala Harris was working towards. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's up there just straight lying. Mm-hmm. He has. He obviously he's been discussing it with God knows how many people. And like I said, he told Trump he. The more I thought about it, the more horrified I am because I thought about it more. He he accepted this nomination. He knows who Donald Trump is. Mm-hmm. So what kind of a man accepts the nomination of a of a guy like Trump? I mean, that's just mm-hmm. a person who has no morals or at all. Yeah. Now, again, with this um, insinuation that Kamala Harris has, is there some sort of bribery then involved if um, he is having secret meetings with Trump's law, law firm, or Trump's personal lawyer's law firm? And his best buddy works there. I think in in the big picture, yeah, I don't know if money's involved, but what do you call it, a quid pro quo? Well, 
Okay, so is Kavanaugh doing this, or is what's in it for Kavanaugh other than other than the seat on the bench? All these guys who all these this, the these they're all the same. Roberts, him, they all have the same mold. They go to the best schools. They get most of them get the best grades. They go to Yale. They all want to be on the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. and they structure their life around it. Kavanaugh is actually a little unusual in that there's a lot of writing because most of them try to say as little as possible. Mm-hmm. So they can they can get there because yeah. all these guys are real ambitious. But anyway, yeah, I think all this is about it's a negotiation. Yeah, I'm sure he straight up told them, "I got you covered." Just <laughs> and he knows if I just sit here and I take everybody's shit like even, now, um, isn't it shouldn't it be the legally ethical thing to do? Now, let's say Kavanaugh gets seated, mm-hmm. he gets confirmed, he gets seated, uh-huh. and Trump's fate is needs to be decided by the Supreme Court. Well, there are. Now, two judges on the court that have been placed there by Donald Trump. Right. Doesn't the legal ethics dictate that they should recuse themselves? And was Kavanaugh asked that during the confirmation hearings last week? Did he duck that question? I was actually wondering, by the way, we're yeah, we're in banana republic territory. Mm-hmm. Here. I mean, maybe we've been in it a long time and didn't know it. But that's that's what this is. Yeah. They have the votes. Let, let's face it. He's he's probably going to get confirmed unless something happens. Well, now, did you see Rachel's Friday broadcast? Rachel Maddow show on MSNBC. Uh, she was describing how the line of questioning was really meant for three particular Republican senators. Um, it is not a done deal that they have all the votes. And uh, they're looking specifically at uh, Lisa Murkowski, and I am now forgetting the second Susan one. Susan Collins. Susan Collins. Which one's uh, Murkowski's in Alaska, correct? Mm, yeah. All right. Well, um, part of the whole I am Spartacus thing that Cory Booker made nonsense over. Well, I'm not going to call that nonsense. That's mm. ridiculous. Um, there's some sort of ruling that Kavanaugh had that went was not in favor of Native Americans. Well, apparently, whatever this ruling was uh, will have the same negative effect on Lisa Murkowski's native Alaskan constituents. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were trying to make the most of that um, to get Lisa Murkowski's attention to change her, to change her vote and to flip. I mean, I would, I would love it if, and you never know what's going to happen in the, the Trump administration. And then yet yeah, Susan Collins has always promised uh, to protect women's reproductive rights. Well, you know, she's being put to the test on that now. Yeah. yeah. I, I see them. I mean, I, I, I always, you know, I'm usually the positive person on this podcast, but I, I see him getting confirmed. Hey, what uh, are you saying about me? <laughs> well, no, I mean, you say that about yourself. Okay. You, you're right. You know, okay. But, but I honestly, on this one, yeah, I think, I think the reality is unfortunately he will get confirmed. However, you never know. You really you really don't know. Look, Rachel Maddow gave me hope with her um, broadcast on Friday evening this past week. Well, that's good because some we all we all could use some hope right now. Yeah. Hope. Wow. Remember when that was a thing that won an election? Well, let's let's get into that, uh, because as you saw last week, President Obama is back. Yeah. And he's, I, I, apparently he's going to be on the campaign trail all through November. Did you, did you get a chance to see the speech? I, I didn't watch it live. I caught the highlights. I sat down and uh, and watched it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it was a hell of a speech. What can you say? Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it was a great speech. Full form, he was back. Yeah. I, my personal Facebook feed was full of people that was wishing it was 2010 again. I do wish he made the speech earlier, but mm-hmm. I'm, there's a lot of stuff that we don't see behind the scenes. There's a lot of talk, and I'm sure... I'm sure a lot of people talk to him and ask him. Clearly, this was planned. Yeah, and it just at the right time. Yeah. I, again, I, I I wish that he was more even during his presidency that he took on these right wingers more forcefully. 
but I understand at times why he didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why he got elected. The, the things that sometimes I disagree with were the things that also made him electable. Okay. So I, you know, look, I mean, the guy had served two terms. Yeah. But that was, man, what a speech. And you're right now, he was down there in Anaheim the other day, the day after. Oh, I love his I got kicked out of Disneyland story. That was, yeah, I mean, that's, that's why you love the guy. Have you, have you ever noticed that you know who the current, whatever he is in the White House, mm-hmm. he doesn't ever tell a personal story? No, no. He'll tell uh, made-up stories about other people? Yeah, you know right. He doesn't have personal anecdotes no. from his life. That's creepy. That's really freaking he, creepy. He's the guy like you go, I mean, I'm just kind of riffing here. But it's like you're in some guy's house and there's photos on the walls and then you look behind it and it's just the stock photos. Like I could see him doing some shit, some like serial killer shit like that. Like what? (laughs) Well, he did make up his fake Time magazine covers to put on his golf restaurants walls. Imagine, imagine being that like, I don't even know what that is. You're not human. No, that's some weird alien narcissism. Yeah. So yeah, Obama Obama's back. Uh, he was down there in Anaheim. Uh, he gave another awesome speech. I watched. I caught like half of that. That was man. Yeah. Do we know where else Obama is going to be campaigning through um, September and October? It sounds like he's going to be anywhere. Is he going to go uh, campaign in Texas for Beto O'Rourke? You know, I had an idea. I don't know if they're going to do this, but honestly, I think this could really work and and uh, speed up the decline of the current White House. Check this out, man. What if Obama starts holding rallies? I mean... Well, yeah, you know, Obama could pull the crowd like Trump, but... Um, in arena. He could. Would he? And is that the right thing to do? Well, that would be such a, a head-on target. I mean... It would. That would totally get under Trump's skin because that's Trump's thing. Exactly. Yeah. But imagine that. Even just for one night. Mm-hmm. You know, don't make a big deal about it. Just end up in the same... <laughs> Well, okay, if you look at how um, the 2016 uh, run up to the end of the election went, there were a couple giant rallies. Like, they had the one giant rally with Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah. And, well, I don't know if that, I'm not going to say that damaged Hillary's side of things, but Trump, or President Obama can pull a crowd, but does does he have to, can he do it without the celebrities is what I'm trying to get at. I think I think he can. I, I think in 2018 he can, yeah. Especially because now mm-hmm. people are like, you know, there were people who were literally were crying. They were like, that's "Oh no, I had people on my Facebook feed that like I wasn't kidding. They were wishing yeah. it was 2010 again, and then you know, yeah, being all sad." And I know those like right wingers yeah. think that's all funny and everything, but like, what people need hope—that's what Obama, mm-hmm. that's what he ran on. Yeah, and they need it. Ironically, they need it now more than in his presidency. Mm-hmm. Now more than ever. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, man, what that was that was one hell of a speech. Mm-hmm. Um. So, speaking of which, I don't I don't know if you caught the Bill Maher. Uh, I did, yes, with the the director of um, Active Measures. Yeah, Bill Maher had a. I mean, what what did you think of his closing monologue? Uh, give give me the topic again. Did I make it through to the closing monologue? I made it to new rules. He proposed the strategy that I've I've often said on this show, which is to to hit Trump hard, where where it counts, like a comedian does a heckler. Oh yeah, that yeah he, I, yeah that's. Standard Bill Maher. And then he said that person should be Al Franken. Oh, that's right. That's exactly what. Yeah. He yeah. said, bring up Al Franken off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little controversial move. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, okay. Let's say that. Okay. We're going to bring Al Franken off, off the bench. What was he suggesting? Is he saying Al Franken should run for president? 
Because if you're going to bring him off the bench, how do you bring him to, to, to do what? You can't just give him back his Senate seat. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure what he was saying. I'm not sure if Al Franken should run, but well, I, I, I think that's what he was saying without saying Al Franken run for president. He was suggesting that Al Franken debate Trump, and the only, only real arena for that to happen would be a presidential that, debate. That strategy is what we need. That's why I've often said, like him, I said, even if it wasn't Avenatti, but just that mindset, like, take this fucking guy on. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. I've been doing comedy a long time, and I literally, when Bill Maher was saying that, I was like, exactly. Oh, yeah. He said, yeah, one of the lines. Take him on. His, well, somebody needs to take him down like a heckler in a comedy club. Heckler, ask any comedian, you know. You don't have to be a comedian. You know, there's no mercy. No, there's there's an art to taking down hecklers, and it, when you see it happen in real time, it's it's a beautiful thing. I could tell you so many stories uh, going back. Uh, man, I mean, <laughs> whatever. Mm. I've had I've had beer bottles thrown in my head. I've, oh wow! <laughs> I've had a girl at UCLA once attack me on stage because I made a joke about Twilight. <laughs> yeah, I have I've dealt with every kind of heckler you can imagine. Hold on, you made a joke about a girl's favorite movie. Uh, I'm gonna guess there's nothing sexist or racist about your joke yet. She still attacked you. No, that wasn't even stand up. That was an improv show. Okay, wow. Literally ran out of the audience. <laughs> what I'm saying is I've I've pretty much seen it all. Mm. And there's an art to taking these people down. Mm. Now, and at least <laughs> sometimes it's just, or you run off stage, but either. Yeah. You know, but no, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I absolutely do. So, uh, hey, I got something for you. Uh-huh. Did you see the U.S. Open final yesterday? You know, so I followed as much as I can, but no, I did not watch it live. I was on Twitter, and all of a sudden I see people saying Serena Williams is losing it. Mm. And so I turn it on. I haven't watched tennis since the early 80s. I used to totally follow tennis. Mm. I stopped a long time ago. but So I understand how tennis was scored and all that. But, um, wow, okay. I'm a huge fan of Serena Williams now, yeah. first of all. But um, let's, get, let's take out all the controversy of her losing her points mm. or uh, what, uh, the, what went down. I learned something about how penalties work in tennis, and I don't like it. In Soccer, if you're penalized, you still have to score the penalty kick to get points on the board. In basketball, you have to make the free throw when you're fouled. And then in a one-on-one sport, boxing or MMA, if you foul your opponent, you get a point taken away. Mm -hmm. In tennis, you if you're penalized with a foul, your opponent is gifted points that they didn't earn. Yeah. Which I don't know. I think that's that I don't like that's that's just that's lame. Okay, fine. Maybe take away points from the person that needs to that committed the foul. Mm-hmm. But don't gift points to someone that didn't do anything in their sport to actually earn that. Even minimal, like you have to make the free throw, you got to make the penalty kick. It seems like with that, and again, I, I I wish I was more knowledgeable about tennis, but mm-hmm. it seems like the key thing with that controversy is, in my opinion, are men treated the same way when they have that kind of outburst? All right. Well, that's the story, and um. Uh, Okay, I found a clip on YouTube. Well, okay, Joy Reid aired it this morning on MSNBC, and then I, of course, found it on YouTube. Uh, Jimmy Connors once said to an umpire, you are an abortion in a really mean and angry tone. You are an abortion is an awesome put-down insult. Like, wow, that's like just, that says a whole hell of a lot. He did not, his opponent was not gifted points. Maybe we should say that to Kavanaugh. <laughs> Considering that's like his, that's his whole thing is oh, taking that right away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the that that's the whole story here. The the male competitors in tennis, when they throw fits at the umpire, they don't have points gifted to their opponent. And I do understand there's a lot of 
factors at play. I've been trying to catch up on that story. Mm-hmm. So I would like to know a little more. There was some people said it also involves the particular judge and the, you know. Yeah, apparently uh, he has pulled a similar stunt with Venus Williams. Uh, interesting. I didn't. So yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So I, I would. I I did see some of the look that at the highest level of professional athletics. There's often a very like these people are. I don't want to call them high strung, but you're you're the best ever. Yeah. And that's that goes with anything. People tend in any the people who are at the A game, whether you're a comedian or whatever, mm-hmm. they sometimes you know they they fight for something. So I'm not going to call her out because I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't know yeah. anything about tennis. Okay. Now the other thing that bummed me out then watching this entire situation, Venus Williams lost the girl that she uh, played against. Her uh, last name was Osaka, and mm-hmm. they said she's from Japan. And even though Osaka is a city, I, I apologize for not remembering her full name. She beat Venus Williams. She beat her six to two in the first set. Mm. And um, then she was gifted a full match point in the second set. So she went on to win. But the look on her face when they were doing the trophy presentation ceremony, she did not want to win that way. At no point when she is being given the trophy for winning the women's U.S. Open final at the age of 20 years old, beating arguably the most famous and greatest female tennis player of all time. The girl looks sad. Well, it, you, just, it just sucked. She didn't want to win that way. Well, the reason what I read is that she was really sad was that, unfortunately, um, Special Counsel Mueller has pulled her into the investigation. No, I don't know. But yeah. Um, m- m- yeah. Well, look, it's all, all my uh, favorite right-wing nut jobs. That was their favorite story to talk about today. So uh, I, I was reading this, moving on a little bit. Okay. This uh, House of Trump, House of Putin book. Oh, I haven't read this one yet. By Craig Unger. Did you know that his first wife, Ivana, Trump's first wife, was is also a Russian spy? Well, I know she's she Czechoslovakian. Correct. You're saying she's a Russian spy, or this book is saying she's a Russian spy. It was a Russian spy. She was a. If you want to be nicer about it, she was an informer for the Czech secret police. Okay. Who fed everything to. The Russians. They didn't go with this theory in the Active Measures film. They did not mention that, mm. although that book was featured. And to be right. fair to her, you didn't have a choice in that under communism whether you were an informer. Mm-hmm. I think like okay. probably everybody in some ways, but there's mo- there's many files of her and her telling them about Trump. Wow. Okay. And it's <laughs> well, yeah. But do we know how um, Ivana Trump and, or Ivana and Donald Trump met? No, no, that's that's not featured. Mm-mm. She also makes a specific reference. It's in the the Czech secret police files. She tells the the person, the secret police, that someone is telling my husband he should run for president. No, the the exact this, this has to be nineteen eighty something. The exact phrase was someone is pressuring him, and they they wrote it down. But yeah, wow. Very well, interesting. Inactive measures. Now that in the film, they say uh, Donald Trump's been compromised since the '80s. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. They say he was first compromised when this guy bought six condos in '84. Yeah. Trump Tower, eight, 1984 deal. What people need to understand is that Donald Trump is a professional money launder who happens to occasionally build something. That's that's what people don't understand. They think he's a developer who maybe did some shady deals. It's the opposite. He is a money launderer who occasionally has some legitimate business. There's another name for that, a gangster. <laughs> yeah. He's a gangster. Mm-hmm. Now, Active Measures details how the money laundering actually works by funneling money into these Trump Tower condos in Florida and in New York. And 
This book is wild, man. I mean, they go into this Semyon Mogilevich, you know, mm-hmm. the brainy Don, who's basically like the the biggest gangster in the world. Yeah, and he was taken down by um, who, who was it? No, I just forgot his name. Well, he's we he's were still talking about him last week. He still works uh, open and actively. I know who you're talking. Oh, about. he waits. Uh, some just say his name again, please. No, the um, no, no, the Semy- Russian mobster, Semyon yeah. Mogilevich. He he was not taken down. He was not busted. He was, I don't want to say busted. I know what you're talking about. He he can't come back to America. Okay. And that's part of it's part of that guy uh, who's being dragged through the coals by Trump yes. on Twitter, the Justice Department guy. Yeah, the, the top hunter of uh, Russian mobsters in America. Right. Hmm. We, we follow so much stuff that I'm, I'm blanking no, on. That is, yeah, that's a name we needed to know last week. Yeah. yeah. I had it last week. No, okay. I've done this. I've like scrolled back to say six months ago on Twitter. Oh, Bruce Orr. Bruce, Bruce Orr. There we yeah. go. Yeah. You know, it, it blows my mind. Just go back six months in your Twitter timeline feed and see what the big stories were six months ago and how outraged you were six months ago and how outraged you should still be about those things from six months ago. But so many crazy things have happened in these six months that you don't have time to be worried about that stuff that got past us. Yeah. Yeah. It's frightening. Yeah, this Mogilevich guy is crazy, man. It's like a... Oh my gosh, I'm going to forget Brett Kavanaugh's name when we do the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> One more uh, interesting thing. Do you know who Scotty Nell Hughes is? Oh, yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> oh, she's sold out. So Scotty Nell Hughes was like one of the C-list Trump people on CNN. Like someone who remarkably managed to combine none of the qualities that make a good talking head into one package. Yeah, no, she. we saw lots of her during the 2016 campaign, and she was doing basically the same thing that we would see Kellyanne Conway do on when she would go on cable news and Christi, uh, Katrina Pearson. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. She was like the third-rate version of that. And um, I remember we saw her walking around the uh, the convention floor at Politicon last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're saying she made, she's in the news again. She is now... They're not even hiding it. She's taking a job with Russia today. RT. Yeah, she's full on went to work for Russian propaganda. How is that even allowed? I, I still don't understand why RT is allowed to operate in this country. Yeah, I, I kind of don't I, either. I, I, I know. I, mean, I, I guess that's how capitalism works. I understand what our free speech laws are. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Were the Nazis allowed to operate a propaganda network during World mm-hmm. War II inside our country? Are you crazy? Well, there wasn't really a space in the broadcast spectrum for it. And she takes a job there. Mm-hmm. I just that's well, look, She's not the first. There's been respectable U.S. journalists, television journalists that have gone to work for RT. Larry King, uh, the recently deceased Ed Schultz. Wait, Larry, I know about his show. It's Larry King. Larry King, he might even still have a show on RT. Larry you, King went full. Me? I am not kidding you. How the hell did I miss that? I, I am not making this up. Larry King went on. He had a regular show on RT. It may even still be on. Do you want to fact check me right now? Go no, for no. it. No, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't have time for that. No, no, no. Well, when we hire an yeah. assistant. So, yeah, yeah. That's one of, yeah, one of these days we'll have the you know, whole team behind us doing this. Uh, yeah, so RT, yeah, it's it's puzzling how the arm of Russian propaganda can operate freely. I get it on my television. I don't even. I mean, I know you can go look it up on the. It's one of the channels that I pay money for. It sucks. I only have one more thing. I was this is like the 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 minor thing, but all right. Clarence Thomas's wife, Ginny. Yeah. Oh. Did you see it? <laughs> yes. She hired like this open racist from. 
Turning Point USA oh, to work for her. Yeah, she's so racist. Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk's uh, tax-exempt grifter gig had to get rid of her because she was too racist for them. Yeah. And I, so how does she get hired by Clarence Thomas's wife? I, I'm not going to repeat the text that this woman sent, but they were so comically racist that it was almost like, it almost was comical because it was that, there, there was there was no, you you didn't, you knew how she felt after reading some of that stuff. Yeah. I just found that hilarious. Yeah. You know, I, I for a while I was saying, geez, it's only Monday, but now we're recording this one on a Sunday night and I am just scared for the week ahead, Eric. I'm not scared. I want to just, <laughs> let's just get this on, get these people wrapped up and I want to move on with my life. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people do. Yeah. On that note, uh, you can. My name is Eric Levey, and you can follow me on uh, Twitter or Instagram at e r i c l e v a i. Hey, you know what? Well, this is Chris, and I'm not even going to plug my normal Twitter account. You should just uh, get on the brand new Muller Time Podcast Twitter account. That's right. We got the Muller Time Podcast Twitter account, which is Muller Time Pod at Muller Time Pod on Twitter. And of course, if uh, nothing else, there's always the Facebook page, mm-hmm. which is, seems to be very popular. And also, if you could leave us a rating and a review to combat the Russian trolls, that would be much appreciated. You look so pained when you're trying to... Because I have to go on there when I see them, the Russian troll reviews and see if I can, if iTunes will remove them. Uh, it takes a lot of, yeah. a lot well, of my hey, time. If we've got the Russian trolls after us on iTunes, we're doing something right. Uh, otherwise, as always, uh, we'll be catching you guys soon. And uh, this is Muller time and have a great week. Thanks for streaming.